fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Patrick, it's the 30-something movie podcast. We're back. We're back. Oh, man. Oh, this man. is a this is a wonderful part of the week. I'm just saying. This is like, this, this is our favorite time. It's it's really a cool time. It's really a lot of fun. This is, I, I'd hazard a guess and say, it's almost a gift from God. Uh, man, it's coming close. I'm just going to say, uh, I'm just going to say, um, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. They they Melvin me. I don't, you know. Um, no, I'm just going to say I was talking to my cousin today, my cousin Quinn, and yeah. she's awesome. And we've uh, like uh, just from a young age growing up, we all just got along. And I was we were talking about stuff and I was saying, oh, you should check out some podcasts. She goes, well, I know you have a podcast. And, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. And, and, I, and she's like, I don't know, because. You know, she was tr- like kind of comparing listening to podcasts to, she says, I've tried books on tape and I just, I zone out. If I'm not physically reading it, I zone out. And she was talking about this book that she was reading and she said, I tried it. And then like, I missed this whole chapter. And it was, I forget what it was, but whatever example she was giving me, it was like a key component. And I'm like, you should check out podcasts. And I said, cause some of them are like that. They're like books on tape, but then some of them are very conversational and it's like on demand radio or, and you know, it was funny because I started going and she goes, well, I know. And I'm like, okay, that's a shameless plug. And Tammy's rolling her eyes at me because she says, well, what's your show and, and everything. And, um, and I was telling her about the, the thing and, you know, we do movies that are 30 years old. And she goes, oh, well, what came out 30 years ago? And I went through the list and she goes, I think the commitments, I'm like, we did the commitments, you know? And, and, uh, but anyways, she was saying like, well, first of all, that list of movies that you just said makes me feel very old that those are, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. But it was interesting because I was talking to her, I'm like, you know. That's our experience every week. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's right. Um, Yeah, like the new teachers that you were training haven't even been born yet. Mm -hmm. So. um, Why don't you just tell me what year you were born? (laughs) So, but, okay, so to make a long story short, um, I said, you know, one of the best parts of this is, first of all, again, John, kudos to you for making this thing happen. And I remember, I remember when you were telling me about it, it was just like, yeah, we should we're going to get together and we're going to podcast. Oh, really? What's that? Oh, we're going to talk about movies. Yeah, I'll talk about movies. And then we're going to put it up for people to listen to. And it was like, oh, and I think, I don't think I processed it. I think I came back the next day. And I'm like, are, are we going to do like a show? And is that, and you're like, yeah, that, I'm like, oh, and I'm just saying all the awesome people that we have come in contact with. And I, I just, I'm a shout out to the Shirley, you can't be serious podcast guys. I mean, I, they're doing their, well, when we record this, they're in the midst of releasing kind of their 
their tour de force of James Cameron. Like they're doing, like I'm in the midst of listening to their Terminator two and alien aliens and Terminator, Terminator two. I just repeated myself thing. I mean, those are people that we met interacting with this. I mean, they've got an awesome show and it's like, they're like, well, not like they're friends. Like, you know, we'll text back and forth and whatnot, but just listening to their show. It's so awesome because it's just like, I'm hanging out with those guys. And I, I was telling my cousin, like, Hey, some of these podcasts are very conversational and they're so much fun. And I'm just thinking, you know, all the people that have interacted with the show and reached out and it's just been such a cool experience. So first of all, getting closer with you guys, like being able to talk movies, but also with the people that, you know, God help you for listening to us or at least listening to me. I mean, I'm like, that's, you deserve hero pay, but I mean, just the folks and you know, um, just so awesome. And the, and the folks that we've had guest host the show, it's just been so cool getting to know people talking movies and, you know, it's just a really, it's just really cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a break from life. It's like in high school when you get off campus privileges, Oh, I yeah. can go into the real world. You know, it's like in college when you left campus and went to wherever, you know, it's like that. It's like we get to kind of like, get out of the grind. And, and I don't want to say that that's the real world and get into this world. I think maybe this is the real world, like where we can just get together and talk about cool stuff, but it's just so awesome to interact with you and Dennis and Jeff and Bo, but all our listeners, I mean, cue the Kumbaya. I'm sorry, but I mean, it's like, uh, it's just so cool. This is just an awesome thing. Hey, if this was like, if this was like the 24th century and we didn't have to worry about money or anything like that, I, would totally be doing this all the time. No kidding, right? Yeah. Be excellent to each other. I'm, I'm still looking for the day when I can find like a wealthy uncle or something like <laughs> that that says, hey, I don't have any children of my own. Would you right, like man. this? And Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, it's, it's so much. It's so much fun. So much fun to do this with you guys. And like you said, you know, to be able to kind of interact with other people that otherwise we'd never, we'd never have met. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's, it's tons of fun. Yeah. So yeah. She, did she end up listening to one of our episodes or? Yeah, well, she says, well, okay. I, I'll, you know, and she, she's like, I'll give podcasts a try, yeah. you know? And I was like, I was saying like, Hey, you know, cause she listens uh, to NPR. And I said, if you like that, check out the NPR, you know, cause we were talking about catching up on the news. And I said, the politics podcast, I said, you know, it's all their reporter you know that's good and she goes well what's about your and i was going through the movies and i'm like and the cool thing is i said i mean we crank them out like once a week so i mean just find your favorite movie and listen and yeah. you know so so well she that's might, the thing i mean uh, we can we can go full npr if we don't welcome to the 30 something movie podcast that's right <laughs> this is the delicious dish with you know, um, was, that was alec baldwin did that right yes, didn't yeah, he yeah. pete sweaty that's that's right <laughs> That's, that's, that's as right. far as I'm going with that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and there's some that I've been listening to lately that um, there was a cool one that I came across the other day. Some that, like, their topics are almost completely different every single time. And okay. And one of them that I would listen to regularly was called 99% Invisible. Okay. And it is, they just, it, it's a lot of, like, how things are designed, how things are made, stuff like that. Cool. And they sometimes they will kind of showcase another podcast on their show. And the one they did not that long ago was called Stuff the British Stole. Okay. And I was actually playing this in the car the other day and happened to see uh, one of our friends who um, is uh, has Irish ancestry and is not maybe a great fan of the British. 
Okay. And, and, and she looked at that. She's like, what are you listening to? And I was like, no, 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 no. You would actually like this show. This show. It's it's all about, it's an Australian host, and it's all about stuff that's in British museums that was, let's say, quote, unquote, I'm using my quote fingers here, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. acquired during colonial times or wars or invasions or things like that. And mm-hmm. they, they go and they, they tell the whole story of this artifact and, like, when it was stolen and why it was stolen and, like, the whole history behind it. And I was like... You can pretty much find a podcast for anything you want. Yeah. Yeah. So. Amateur up to professionals breaking stuff down. It's, it's cool stuff. It's cool stuff. A lot of, uh, a lot of neat shows out there. And and then there's sometimes, you know, I'll try to do stuff. Um, I'll try to find shows that are, uh, uh, you know, what I like to, you know, what I'm into you know, running or bikes or music or whatnot. And then sometimes it's really cool to find shows that like uh, friends will recommend, you know, like, uh, you know, a friend of mine will be like, Oh, you know, here, like I'll give you my top three podcasts. And it's great because it's just like, yeah, I'll check this out. Like, I don't, you know, this is, this is something completely different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just really cool. Uh, just so much out there. And it's, it's really, it's like radio on demand. And that's cool too, yeah. where a lot of the, my favorite radio programs, there'll be podcast versions so I can go back and listen to them. Right. Um, you know, I'd love to get NPR is this great show under the influence, mm-hmm. um, which is, I'd love, I, I, that might be a podcast, but they'll, they break down like the history of things and that's pretty cool. And I'd love to go back. There's archive podcasts of, I don't know if you ever listened to the car talk guys back in the day. We used to listen. To, yeah, my dad used to listen to him all the time on the radio. Oh gosh, like I could just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, so it's it's fun. The world of podcasting, it's it's fun. Yeah. Thank um, you to all of you yeah, who are listening to. Yeah, us. thank you to everybody who listens. So, uh, speaking of good stuff, um, like most excellent stuff, we've got some mm. most excellent stuff to talk about this time. Oh yes, we do. We've got actually. We've, it's I mean, it's kind of bogus. It's bordering on heinous. Yeah. Bordering okay, on I was most heinous. Ca- it's most heinous. Mm-hmm. Heinous is bad, right? Heinous is bad. And most for, heinous would be very bad. Um, uh, unheinous is good. Non, well, non-heinous non-heinous is good, heinous. but non-non-heinous is bad. Right. And there was a couple where I'm like, okay, I remember calling things that were bad heinous. Yeah. But then I, I missed the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, no, heinous is bad. Most heinous is very bad. Non-heinous is good. Mm-hmm. Non-non-heinous is bad. Yes. Yes. Uh, and we will be, after this episode, we will be starting the Duolingo uh, Bill and Ted yeah. edition, where you can learn how to speak right. just like an 80s kid from California. There it is, man. A surfer dude. Excellent. All right. All right. Well, our movie this time around is Bill and well, I didn't even do our spiel yet. We got so excited, we started talking, and it's my fault. I, I, that one was like, it's again my fault. I, another week in a row. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so, spoiler alert: we spoil the movies we talk about. So, you're this is your only warning. Uh, we are a part of the Scene Stealers Podcast Network, and this episode is sponsored by Scene Stealers. Um, they are an international convention agent who has a top class roster of movie and TV stars ready to be booked now for your Comic Con or event. For more information, check out www.scenestealersglobal.com. Go there now. Um, and then also, once you've gone there, check out our website, 30podcast.com, where you can rate the show, leave a voicemail, become a co-executive producer via Patreon, 
where you get all kinds of bonus content, things like that. So if you want extra, if you like us and you want more of us, then you can head on over to Patreon and there's more stuff there. So, um, all right, let's just jump on in. This one is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Came out on the 19th of July, 1991. Rated PG with a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes. Directed by Peter Hewitt, who also directed Thunderpants and The Candy Show. I don't even know what those are. So I'm just going to say that Peter, <laughs> Peter Hewitt, probably best well-known for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Krupp uh, also did Limitless and The Last Samurai. He was a producer. Uh, writers for this one were Chris... Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. Uh, Matheson did Mom and Dad Save the World and a Goofy movie. Solomon did Mom and Dad Save the World and Men in Black. Cinematography for this one was Oliver Wood. He was uh, he also did The Bourne Ultimatum and The Equalizer 2. Um, editor for this one was David Finfer. He did The Fugitive and Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Music for this one was David Newman. He did Throw Mama from the Train and The War of the Roses. And budget for this one was twenty million. Box office um, was thirty-eight million. So it, I mean, it made it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, not blowing anybody out of the water, but it made it back. Um, no. Flick Metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, Letterbox, gives it a sixty-two percent, and Cinema Score gives it a B plus. Uh, Keanu Reeves plays Ted. He was in The Matrix, Speed, and Point Break, uh, a movie which I did not hate. I feel like every time I mention Point Break from now on, I, I have to defend the fact that I did not hate Point Break. <laughs> on, on, I love it. On moral, philosophical, I love it. I love it. Um, hey, Utah. Um, <clears throat> on moral, philosophical reasons, mm-hmm. I had some struggles with the end. Right. But the rest of the movie, I, I, I was totally fine with the rest of the movie. I know. I did not hate Point Break. I know. Yeah, I know, I just, man. I want, I'm with I you. That, I'll vouch I want for that you. Recorded in the record for all time. <laughs> I love. I like the movie. <laughs> for all time, I liked. Point oh, Break. bad. Okay, that's funny. Moving on. Uh, Alex Winter played Bill and Granny Preston, a very freaky Granny Preston. Mm-hmm. Give us a kish. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the Lost Boys and Freaked were his other movies. William Sadler played the Grim Reaper. Uh, him and his backside were in Die Hard 2 and the Shawshank Redemption. Joss Ackland. He was, he was also uh, the dad of that British family that was watching the TV at the end. Dad of the British family. Yes, he was, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, man. No, 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 no. Uh, Joss Ackland played Denomalos. He was in The Hunt for Red October and Lethal Weapon 2. It's just been revoked. Uh, Pam Greer was Miss Wardrow. She was in Jackie Brown and Ghosts of Mars. George Carlin, who died in 2008, played Rufus. He was in Dogma and Jersey Girl. Amy Stock played Missy. I mean, Mom. Uh, she was in Summer School and Dallas. And Jim Martin played Sir James Martin. He was in I Was a Teenage Zombie and Born to Race. Hal Landon Jr. played Captain Logan. He was in Eraserhead and The Artist. Annette Azkui. Played Elizabeth. She was in Sinatra and American Horror Story. Sarah Trigger played Joanna. She was in PCU and Deadfall. Uh, Chelsea Ross played Colonel Oates. He was in Major League and Hoosiers. Ed Gale played Station. He was in Howard the Duck, Dennis's favorite movie, and Spaceballs. <laughs> and Arturo Gill played The Other Station. He was in Spaceballs and Rods and Wheels. Amiable slackers, Bill and Ted, are once again roped into a fantastical adventure when Denomalos 
a villain from the future, sends evil robot duplicates of the two lads to terminate and replace them. The robot doubles actually succeed in killing Bill and Ted, but the two are determined to escape the afterlife, challenging the Grim Reaper to a series of games in order to return to the land of the living. I have a feeling we're about to embark upon a most unprecedented expedition. Once they made history. I must see to it that you die. Now, they are history. Bill and Ted are dead. Welcome to hell. It's the Grim Reaper, dude. How's it hanging, Death? But they're having one hell of a time. This is not what I expected this place to look like at all. We got totally lied to by our album covers, man. Taking in the sights. Not bad, dude. We totally knew a guy got one of those in his bucket of chicken. Making new friends. Excuse us, dude, but is there any way we can get back? You may challenge me to a contest. J7. You have sunk my battleship. Best two out of three. What? Enjoying the family. No way! Invading the present. I totally possess my dad. Battling <laughs> the future. You metal, dude! Excuse us, but your shoes are untied. And meeting their maker. Guy, congratulations on Earth. Not to mention your other great planets. Mars, Jupiter, Uranus. It's the comeback of all time. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. It's a trip. Best of seven? Damn right. Ah, oh, dude. Left hand red. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. All right. <laughs> just listening to the trailer, it just, I, I know this, I'm going to say this up front. I know this one is not as good as the first one. It's, it's definitely not as good as the first one. But it's still so funny. It's so yeah. stupid and so funny. Like, it's got the same stuff as the first one, and it's different enough from the first one that it's not a rehash of right. it. Yeah. I just, I enjoy the character. <sighs> you could almost put Bill and Ted in any situation, and it would be fun. Like, I'm not going to say it's going to be, like, high-quality stuff, but it's just because they're so innocent and they're so dumb, yeah. it's just fun to watch. Well, and, and it's it's one of the tropes that I, I like in movies is sometimes when, like, guys like that, like, you get people into a situation and there are rules. And because they're not aware of the rules, they can break the rules and they just kind of happen through and, like, the normal stuff doesn't affect them. So they can just kind of, like, I, I like those things. And so, like, yeah, when they get down to hell and then they're just like, excellent, like, they don't realize – they're just romping through. They're just having fun. And that's kind of stuff is like, I'm having too much fun to notice that this is bad. Right. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, and, and I, I, you know, I know the usual line of questioning and we'll keep following our path here, but 
Yeah, it's interesting. I watched this and in my mind was, yeah, okay, I know it's not as good as the first one, what they said. And then I'm like, I don't know if I've seen this much beyond like the first time or two that I've seen it, like back in the day. Excellent adventure I've watched, you know, all the time. Well, now I'm, I was watching it and I had this whole breakdown in my mind. Like, I'm just like, you know what? Okay, here's the parts I, I really kind of bump against. Here's the parts I really loved. Like, there were some cool ideas. I wish they could have done more of this. I wish they could have done less of this. And I had this whole thing. Like, I took notes and everything on it. And then I read some of the reviews, and some of the reviews were, like, really positive on this and talking about, well, man, it's, like, don't under, you know, um, like, like, Siskel and Ebert, like, you know, level uh, critics giving this thing thumbs up. And then I'm like, am I, am I just being, like, super critical of a movie that I really enjoy? And then I kind of like threw out all my analysis and breakdown and everything I was going to go through. And I kind of come to the same conclusion that I do when I watched the uh, CW show, The Legends of Tomorrow. Huge Legends of Tomorrow fan. And without doing too many spoilers with that, that show really succeeded when they let they lent into the campy. Right. They there was adventure and there was this and that. But that's what the show is. Just this weird assemblage of, you know innuendos and jokes and movie quotes and all that. And sometimes they're going into history. Sometimes they're dealing with heaven and hell. Sometimes they're dealing with ghosts and goblins. Sometimes they're dealing with aliens. And it's kind of like, you know what? That's what this is. Why am I like, why am I judging? And like, once I kind of like changed that, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, I could just relax and fully enjoy the movie. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you just gotta, like you said, Put them in any situation and they're great. You just have to enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah. I, it's a Bill and Ted movie. So, I mean, yeah. you just walk into it knowing you're watching a Bill and Ted movie. Right. <clears throat> it's like Wayne's World. Same kind of thing. Right. You know you're going to get Wayne and Garth and they're going to be goofy and they're going to be silly and just roll with it and you're going to have fun. Right. And I will say there were some aspects of this movie that were really cool. Like, I really, I like what you did with the place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then there was some stuff. Congratulations was, on your planets. You know, congratulations yeah. on Earth. I know. And your other I know. planets. Jupiter. Right. Saturn. Uranus. I know. I know. There was, I, I will say there was some stuff, and it wasn't the campy, and it wasn't the silly. There was some stuff that I was kind of like, eh. It, it, some, there were a couple things that kind of, upon watching it now kind of fell into the sequel trap a little bit. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if we should expound on that now or go, go ahead or, you know, with the, with the, with the thing, I, I don't want to up. Yeah, you know, go for up it. I mean, if, I mean, I think our, this is not the first time either of us have seen this. <laughs> so I, we, we can kind of skip our usual first questions because right. we, we've seen this before. So the only thing that I kind of started to fall into watching it was, okay, um, why are they still, like, they don't know how to play their instruments. Why do they still sing? Mm-hmm. That, was the, that was the thing from the first movie. Okay, well, now we're into the second movie, and it was like, I, I don't know, like, we already did that. Why are we going through that again? You know what I'm saying? Like, like in my mind, it would have been, I thought it would have been cooler if they had studied, 
they were starting to make it. And this competition, like they had to win this competition. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, that to me is the sequel trap. Cause like in my mind, like a sequel has to do what it has to have enough DNA with the first thing that it seems like it's in the same world, but you have to change some things. So, okay. It's not just a rehash of the first one. And that seemed like a plot device that was okay. We've seen that in the first one. I mean, the thing with Missy, uh, now she's married to uh, you mean, you um, mean mom, mom, right now she's married to Ted, Ted's dad. Yeah. And Bill's dad is upset. Like I was kind of like that. Even as a kid, I remember watching this and going like, well, is that fun? Like, how does, what does that have to do with anything? Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, you know, it advance the plot. Like, I mean, I, I could have done without that stuff. That being said, what I thought was really cool is they opened up that future world a little bit more. And I think it's cool that they bring people from the past to come lecture and they bring like, Hey, we're doing our field trip to the whatever, you know, which made me think, is it Isaac Asimov? The one that told, had the, had the uh, short story about how they would come from the future and go back and tour in the past. And you can't step off the path. And if you step off the, the one guy stepped off the path and greatly affected the future. Was that Asimov or was that someone else? I think that's Ray Bradbury. Bradbury. Was okay. It, uh, Sound of Thunder. Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's it's the one where they have like the um, I think it's the one where they have like the dinosaur safaris. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he steps on like the ancient ancestors of humanity and totally like like when they introduce that concept in the classrooms, I'm like, dude, that is really wicked. Awesome. Like, because of course, if you've got time travel, bring the people from the past forward and have them lecture, you know? Um, I I thought like that stuff was really cool. And I know we're going to get into it as we talk about the story, but once it's it's, uh, sound of thunder by Ray, by Ray Bradbury. Um, it's the, you have uh, time travel through time safari incorporated. Right. <clears throat> yeah. It's a cool short story. Yeah. And if you haven't read it, check it out. And so like, there were some things that I thought, man, that was, that was neat. And I, and I almost wish like, I wish they would have ex- explored that more. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or not explored it more, but just do those things that are different. Um, and I'm sure, like I said, as we break apart the, the plot, we'll get into that. But once they got into Bill and Ted being dead, um, just the way they shot that, the way they kind of had them. I know, I know I've read online that it was makeup when they had them grayed out when they like appeared dead. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like a, a lens trick. That was like the way they, all that stuff was cool. Having them kind of the out of body experience, like all that stuff was neat. I, I just, the only thing I kind of bumped against was stuff that was like from the first movie that they brought forward in used again in the second movie. And I, yeah. I was, and that's when I kind of had to check myself and be like, Hey, just go along for the ride and love the fun stuff. So yeah, I'm just putting that out there. I don't want to, I'm not a hater. Well, even to your point, because I mean, that kind of comes up. Have you seen the third movie? Bill and Ted? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. It's, it was pretty fun. It's a Good. lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, I definitely would want to see it again, but it's got mm-hmm. all the same vibes as okay. the original Bill and Ted movies. Um, you kind of, it kind of follows that track in Bill and Ted face the music. 
Like you get to the okay. beginning of Bill and Ted Face the Music, and you know you saw at the end of Bogus Journey, like you see all those news articles of like, yeah, they're going to go on and do these great things and unite the galaxy and whatever, whatever. And you get to Bill and Ted Face the Music, and you kind of find out that everything after, like all those news articles you saw at the at the end credits of Bogus Journey, never really happened. Okay, like it's like. They played this concert at Battle of the Bands, and that was the last time they did anything big. And they're like, well, we're supposed to, like, save the universe. We haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, 30-some years later. Mm-hmm. And we're old now. So that's kind of, like, that's the premise of Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um, I When you said that, you're like, you're like yeah, but, they, like, they couldn't play in the first one. And now we're back to, like, they can't play in the second one. Um but the first one, I don't think the first one was about them playing their music. Like they weren't, mm-hmm. they weren't great in the first one. But that wasn't the focus of the first movie. Like the the end of the movie was more just passing your history class. It didn't really have right. anything to do with them as musicians. It was just you know if we're gonna get good, we have to avoid being sent off to military school in the first place. Right. So right. so that one, I didn't see that as being like a rehashing of anything from the first movie. Because it right. was more of a, the first movie is, all right, we just got to pass the history final. And then second movie is, Bill, Ted, like, dude, we stink. Mm-hmm. We're not good. Like, we got to get better at this. And and then you have the whole death thing and, you know, they die. And then by the end, right. they, they get better at playing through more time travel. and um, Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. And and that was cool, and I liked the 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 shtick of of when they did go back and they used did fourteen months of intensive rehearsing and all that kind of stuff, and so they came back to Battle of the Bands and ready to rock it, and yeah. they had the ZZ Top look, and yep. um, which I want to say at this time of recording, and I am remiss in knowing the names. One of uh, was it the guitarist? One is one of the members of ZZ Top just recently passed, I think. Yeah, yeah, Dusty um, Hill. Okay. Yeah. And uh, anyways. It's starting, it's starting to ramble, and I don't want to do that, but I, 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 I hear your point. And like I said, it's like I don't want to go – I want to enjoy the ride with this movie because um, that's the point of it. And uh, there was lots of fun stuff along the way, which I'm sure we're going to get into. Yeah. Um, so there was – this movie I, – I was kind of racking my brain on this one. I think this is the first movie that I went to go see in the theater when we moved to England. Okay. So it was my first theater experience in England. I went with some of my friends, and um, I, it was a lot of fun. Like, it was you know, getting a, I don't know, there was just something about going to, it, I, it was probably, you know, it was probably actually one of the first movies I went to the theater by myself, like, without my parents. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of fun. The only bad memory I have of going to see this in the theater is that I didn't realize that um, in British theaters, they put sugar on the popcorn instead of salt. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was a that was a shock, and uh, that was not a that was not a pleasant time. So I I learned to from that point on request no sugar on the popcorn, and could I also mm-hmm. have a little packet of salt, please? Would they look at you weird like why you want salt? Like a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. But I, they heard the accent. I was like a eleven year old kid with a Texas accent in England, so I, they probably figured, yeah. they knew what was going on. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I remember going to see this in the theater. It was thinking it was hilarious seeing it with my friends. Um, I'm sure we all quoted the jokes in this for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you start off the movie and and 
Bill and Ted die at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. And, you know, for, for a kid who's seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that's a little bit of a shock when your main characters die right at the beginning. Right. Right. Like, well, whoa. and 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 that's what's cool is that for me, it's like it's the same guys. It shared the DNA like, you know, it's Bill and Ted. I mean, it seemed very but they're on a new adventure now. Mm-hmm. And that's what's cool. I mean, that's what I've like I said, when all of a sudden they're dead and then they're walking around on Earth, you know, and and I got to be honest, that was that whole sequence was pretty creepy, like seeing them in like it looked like black and white, but it wasn't. It was just makeup or whatever they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that – and then the appearance – and I know we're going to talk about death in a second here. Um, when he appears and he's, like, on the caverns a little bit away, mm-hmm. and then they look, and then they look back and he's gone. And then – I don't know if they go, like, a reverse shot. No, they do the reverse shot, and he's, like, right behind him. That was really well done. Like, I'm like, whoa. And as a kid, I remember, like, that really creeped me out. Um, not cool that they're dead, but like such a cool part to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you recognize that earlier in the movie they had been watching the uh, Star Trek original series episode Arena with Captain Kirk and the Gorn, and that is where they are taken to be killed? Uh, you know what? I processed that they were watching Arena. Yeah. I didn't process that that was the same location i read that yeah. later in the uh i um uh uh trivia yeah. in imdb but um no that's that's pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool yeah um yeah there was that and um I, a couple of connections to star trek stuff i guess that some of the different locations um that they used in this movie were used later on as part of a set for uh some next generation and voyager episodes mm-hmm so some mm-hmm. Star Trek connections here. Um, okay. I, one of the other things, the the original title of this movie was going to be Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like, then they like shared that, I guess, with some test audiences. And they're like, no, no, we don't like that title. Yeah. So that one very quickly got changed to Bogus Journey, which fits, right. which fits better with the excellent adventure part. Right. Yeah. So, right. Right. No, it, yeah, it, it gelled. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I thought was really cool, because I like how, you know, not only do you have the, when you think Bill and Ted, like you're, you're thinking that maybe they've got one brain cell between the two of them. But mm-hmm. in these movies, they do have, you know, the, the writing is very smart or the things that they kind of hide in the movie as little Easter eggs are, are very smart. It's, it's sometimes a little bit more sophisticated humor. And, you know, you've got kind of the obvious one of um, playing a game with the Grim Reaper, you know, mm-hmm. for your life. You've got the, the seventh seal um, from, mm-hmm. I think it was the 50s, um, mm-hmm. 57 maybe. Um, so you've got seventh seal and that and <clears throat> the uh, Ingmar Bergman movie. And uh, I remember watching that one in college and I was like blown away by that. I'm like, all right, this is cool. Like, this is different than movies I've watched and I, it was kind of, it was recommended as part of a film class I was taking. But then at the same time I was like, my dad had mentioned it before. So I was like, all right, I got to see this one. And that's the original one of the night, um, being played by Max von Sydow, uh, who plays the game of chess, um, with, uh, death. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, when they play battleship and they play twister, all that stuff, that's kind of poking fun at that one. 
Um, but then some of the other stuff too, I don't know if you, I don't know if you read some of these that, um, when they are walking up the stair, <coughs> excuse me, when they're walking up the stairway to heaven, which already stairway to heaven, Bill and Ted rock and roll. Um, there are a couple of statues on the side of the stairway and it's, uh, okay. statues of a couple of actors. Okay. And the actors are Michael Powell and David Niven, who's in our okay. guns of Navarone. Um, right. The the two statues of these guys, they were in a movie together. Uh, the movie was originally called A Matter of Life and Death, but the American title is Stairway to Heaven. Okay, and cool. this movie is a British pilot cheats death uh, by arguing for his life before a, like a heavenly court. Mm-hmm. So similar type of idea cool. to what Bill and Ted are going to be doing, but it's stuff like that. Like you wouldn't, the humor you normally deal with, with Bill and Ted, you know, Hey God, thank you for all your excellent planets. Sure. That kind of stuff. You know, that's the humor sure. you expect from Bill and Ted. Um, and then, uh, but then you get the smart stuff like this where they drop in these little Easter eggs of no, Hey, there's, there's actually this really cool movie from 1946 that was all about, you know, cheating death by arguing your case in front of a heavenly court. And, um, you know, we've got tat- statues of the two actors here and we're, we're going to have our main guys. <laughs> You know, it's going to be a silly version, but they're going to play a game against death to try to win their life back. And yeah, yeah, it best it, two it, out it, of three. <laughs> yeah, I know what. Let's talk about death for a minute. That yeah. was such a cool imagining of death. I mean, yeah. and it's so fun that okay, he ends up on their side, right? Yeah. You know, he's their buddy. And if you see, because William Sadler does not talk that way, that's not his accent, um, right? But. And I and he does that I know because of you know the uh, the Ingmar Bergman movie he's he's doing that accent for that reason, um, but what's funny is if you ever watch any of that there's some behind the scenes videos on YouTube, um, right? And they have him like they're they're talking to him while he's walking around on the set in costume, he keeps the accent the entire time, mm-hmm. like he doesn't even when he's just being interviewed by when the cameras are not rolling for the movie and he's just being interviewed by people or talking to people. He's still he's still using the the same accent. Mm-hmm. He's talking and I'm like, dude's just staying in character the whole time. Yeah, yeah. No, but he does such a, such a great job with that character. Oh yeah, I know. And 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 when you might you be a king them, or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. Right, right, right. Get and down with your bad self. And then he's like spinning the sickle over uh-huh. his head. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, he's walking through the sporting goods store and he's like looking at a, like, not a rake, whatever he had, like some kind of hedge trimmer or something. And he's, nah, forget it. You know, (laughs) that's, see, that's, that's fun stuff. And that's kind of, again, that's the kind of stuff they did in the first movie where, you know, Genghis Khan and Abraham Lincoln and Mm -hmm. Fruit Dude and Billy the Kid they kind of not humanize them is the wrong word, but they make them part of the team. They, you know, they're on a modern adventure, you know, they, they make them part of the team and they do the same thing with death in this movie, which it, it's, it shares, it, it shares the DNA and it works so well. It, that's, that stuff's entertaining. Yeah. And yeah, when he gets them and then he starts best two out of three and then best out of five and then best out of seven. And then they call shenanigans on yeah. that one. Um, but just going through all the different games. Yeah. J, two, three, four, five. I totally knew he put him in the J's, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, 
You sunk my battleship. Or no, he's like, hit. You sunk my battleship. You have sank my battleship. Yeah. Gosh, that's... That is just that is just classic. Well, and so many I mean, that, and, and such so many of the fun parts about Bill and Ted is like when they make the little side comments to themselves. And yes. so many of those just they're just so funny. And if you're not paying attention, you're gonna miss them. And mm-hmm. then you, you have the little moments like, Ted, what? Don't fear the Reaper, dude. And then and then death is back there. I heard that. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and he's, you know, what was it like, dude, all those album covers have totally lied to us. Yeah. <laughs> after they're in, after they're in we've been lied after, to by all yeah. those album covers. All our album covers lied to us, dude. Ah, uh, I believe Colonel Mustard did it in the study with the candlestick. Sorry, death. You lose. It was professor plum. I said plum. No way. You said mustard. <laughs> Best three out of five. That is outstanding. <laughs> Ah, uh, so, uh, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of the villain of the movie? Dinamalos. Yeah, I know he wasn't too happy about being in the movie. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it worked for what they wanted to do. I mean, it was kind of the one dimensional bad guy, right? Um, and that's, it's, you know, the first movie didn't really have a villain, did it? No, the no. villain was just, they were just. You were going to fail your history class. Yeah. So, and again, I, I, boy, I don't want to think about like, oh, let me try and rewrite it because I mean, it's a great movie and all that, but that's kind of where I got into like, Hey, either do something like that. We're past your history class. Well, now you got to become a good rock band, you know, or at least show some progress on that front. And maybe there's some block that they got to get past. It's writer's block for the music or it's, you know, they just have to sit down and practice or confidence or something, but, but make that thing kind of relate, you know, um, where that becomes the focus. The bad guy was okay. It was, it was a little bit of just kind of the typical mustache twirling. And I, I guess if the actor really wasn't that into it, you know, um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, the actor's great. Love his accent. He's got the look. You know, they did the shtick about, well, I just will go back in time and give myself another gun. Well, I'll and the key to the cage. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and make it a trick gun. You know, I, yeah, that's 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 good. Like, cool. Um, it was funny. I just, um, I, I don't know. Like, I almost wonder, sort of like that, you know, Ray Bad- Bradbury thing where the guy went back in – accidentally on his tour changed history. Maybe it would have been a little cooler if the guy's plan was, you know, not send back the robotic dudes, dude, but like, like sent back a better band that was going to beat them. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I, that's kind of what I thought again, like uh, hopefully, hopefully the, the people that are mad at you because you didn't like Point Break aren't mad at me because, you know, for the same reason. I'm just teasing. I know you like Point Break. But th- those were the parts of the movie that I was kind of like, okay, like, I get it. It's funny. Okay. There were other parts that I just thought were great. And I I just wonder if if that could have used a little bit of tweaking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I feel. The, the bad guy, like, cool actor, had the look. You know, um, 
I'll hear your thoughts in a second. I like, I like the gag that Rufus kind of tied it together, you know, with his, you were my, you were my teacher, you were my prize pupil and all. And then later he's like, yeah, he's my gym teacher. I think he still holds the 21st Guinness book of world records, uh, you know, push-up record or something like that. I mean, like, that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. What did you think of the bad guy? I thought he was fine. I, when I saw this movie as a kid, you know, I didn't really think too much of it. Um, right. I, I did think it was kind of funny that um, he, when I, I read about that too, that he was not, didn't really want to do this project at all. I think he said he lost a bet. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason he signed on to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think for a movie like this, as a villain, he's fine. And then I think that's funny, you know, like you said, it's funny to find out later on that he was a gym teacher. Um, right. You know, it just, it's, it's little gags like that. Like that's the, that's the typical Bill and Ted kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other funny stuff about this movie is knowing that the actors, like some of the stuff they came up with, they come up, came up with when they were just completely drunk. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. Like the whole idea of station. Like even even as a kid, I was like, okay, I, I know what I know what bogus means and I know what heinous means and I know what all these other words mean. I don't know what station means. Mm-hmm. Like what is I don't know what that's slang for. We just keep right. saying the word station. Right. And I don't know why. And as an 11 year old, I was like, I'm not going to think too hard about that because the movie was funny and, and they said Uranus. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that one I, I found out. Yeah, it was they were was it, they were doing rewrites on the. Uh, I want to see what it was. I, I was going to pull it up again. Um, it was a typo. I want to say they were like doing some rewrites on the script and they got. Yeah, here. Here it is. Yeah, uh, so there's an article, uh, Bill and Ted writer explains why Bogus Journey's alien was called Station. Yeah. And it was... Yeah. Uh, somebody had tweeted at him, let's see. Uh, might have actually been Alex Winter on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, uh, I, I never understood station and now i have to endure people yelling at my face all day all over the world and i still don't get it and one of the writers ed solomon uh went on twitter and said well then i really owe you an apology station started as a typo we deleted a scene that was labeled as in the script labeled as interior police station and somehow the word station just stayed there and he's like okay "We we were so crazy drunk we just started saying station 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 in like a weird yeah. Martian voice. And they were just so drunk and they thought it was so funny that they left it in the script. Well, Hey, everyone's I, got a reason. I, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. That works for me. Hey, right. At least there's a reason. Yeah. Um, speaking of police station, I thought the way they were took over the bodies of their dad and his deputy, which shout out to that actor. I don't know his name, but I know in Next Generation, he played that like expert strategist uh, called Rami. Um, and then in uh, Deep, Spa- Deep Space Nine, he was uh, he was like a Bajoran like 
you know, uh, smuggler or something. What was his name? Uh, okay, I'm going to know this. Raska Karn. Yes. Okay, so there we go. Shout out to that guy because I'm sure he's been in other movies that I'm just not aware of and, you know, all the Star Trek stuff. Yeah. And then Bill's dad, like, when that actor got to step up and do the – um not Bill's dad, Ted's dad, got to do the uh, Keanu Reeves thing. All right, so fellow cop dudes or guys, yeah. I want you to, I'm like, this scene is gold. And I remember it as a kid, like, that is awesome. Yeah. And when they did that, it it came out as like an acoustic guitar. You know, I'm just like, see, it's that stuff. And it's like, oh my goodness, that is hilarious. <laughs> um, and he's like, all right, so... Make sure, guys, dudes, uh, fellow police dudes, take care of each. You know, oh man, it was it. That was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, just just this whole movie. It's just so much mm-hmm. fun. And you know, it, it, I had shown the kids Excellent Adventure not that long ago. And yeah. Then, and then when we watched this one again not too long ago. Um, they were, you know, for the most part, they really liked Excellent Adventure, and they got to this one, and even Nora <laughs> was like, "All right, this is—it's got some funny stuff in it, but it's a little weird." I was like, "Yeah, it's—it's it's different. It's, it's different, but it's still, you know, if you—if you, and especially if you wrap all the Bill and Ted movies together, um, is—it's a fun—it's a fun set of three movies. So mm-hmm. yeah, since you haven't seen Face the Music yet, I did you? I, I was gonna. I don't want this to be a sore subject here on the show. Did you get your PlayStation mm-hmm. Five yet? That's a silly question because no one has. No one has, and I'm, I'm uh, and I'm not going to say because, like, much respect for many of the different systems out there, but I might have been like, you know, outvoted by the family because, okay. like, the collective video game needs of the family. Um, there might be another system that might meet those needs better. So are you, are you going with a Nintendo switch? I, like I said, I'm not going to confirm or deny anything. I'm going to, you know, and, and I, I get it. Like we, we know, have a, we have a switch and it's fun. There's yeah. uh, you know, it, it won't confirm or deny. Cause I don't want to be bad mouthing anything. And oh, like, yeah. no. there's a legit, like a lot of great games. And I think there's lots of stuff that like the family will enjoy and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I know that that PS5 man, that PS5. Well, I I would let you. I, I have the Blu-ray that has oh. all three movies, but I know yeah, you don't, you, don't have, you don't have a Blu-ray player yet. So I know, gotta so gotta, gotta do gotta, the Blu-ray player I got, thing. I got, I, I got plenty of stuff I can loan you, but I know my 19 years of my 19 year old DVD players hanging in there, so I, I can't. I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I got to check out all those movies. But you were gonna, were you gonna make? Did I interrupt the point you were making? No, 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 no. I just was, I was saying like all three movies, they're a lot of fun. Yes. Like they fit really well together and I face the music. I was even like, I don't know. It's been 30 years. It's going to be funny. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a great movie and I don't know that I can call it a great movie, but when you look at it as in the timeline of Bill and Ted movies, I'm like, yeah, no, this works. It works. Okay. It works as well. If not even maybe a little bit better than bogus journey. Okay. So cool. And that's not, I'm not dogging on bogus journey. Cause I still like that one, but yeah. right. It just seemed to gel more. Yeah. yeah I mean, cool stuff. You know, yeah. like I said, cool stuff, fun. And for me, 
especially now that you're quoting all the, um, um, like the stuff with the statues and all that kind of thing, it really, it seems in the same vein of watching legends of tomorrow. So once I could like shift gears and realize, okay, this is, you know what I think they're going for. I was, yeah, of course. Okay. So the bad guy's like a one dimensional. (laughs) Yeah. He's a cool looking dude with a great voice. All right. You know, it's fun. It's a fun movie. All right, I feel like we need to jump down this really big hole and start falling. Oh, let's talk about that scene. You, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, is that where you were going for? I, that's how I was going to start the three questions. Okay, okay, so let's do that. <laughs> Pat. <laughs> you want to play three questions? <laughs> yeah, I want to play three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. Our three questions this time around. Um, question number one. What's your favorite board game? Oh, man. I, so I love playing chess. I'm not like by all means like super good at it. I mean, I suppose it depends. Like certain people, oh, you're good. Just about everyone else in the world, oh, you're not so good. Um, but I really enjoy playing chess. I like the idea that there's all different strategies that you can keep learning the game as you go throughout life. I really, it's just a, it's just a neat. I just really like chess. Um, from a decorative standpoint. Okay, like the most important thing is it's an incredible game that you can learn your entire life. But from like a decorative standpoint, like you can get all different styles of chessboards. I, I just find seeing different styles of chessboards are cool. Um, used be, I know there used a, to be a store in the mall that would, in their window yes. displays, they would sell different types of chess sets. And it was like the, the Knights and Dragons set. And there was the Star Trek yes. set. And there was the, yes. I always used to go there and look at that and be like, oh, they're $400, but I can look at them for a while. Yeah. 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 I, you know, it's, I, I just, I really love chess and it's something that's fun. To, it, it's, I love chess. I, yeah. I would say that's my favorite. Yeah. My dad, I, I don't know if I still have it or not. The, the chess board, he didn't do the pieces, I don't think, but the chess board that we used to have for forever um, in our family, my dad actually made it himself. Oh, cool. Like in in college sometime, he built his own chessboard, and that's the board that we had. I remember growing up and learning. He would teach me how to play, and I remember growing up, that was the chessboard that we used, was the one that he had made in college, which was always so cool. Um, and then um, and then my wife got me, because it was not too long after uh, X-Men had come out, they came out with the chessboard that was the glass chessboard, like in, at the end of X-Men. Mm-hmm. when Magneto mm-hmm. and, and Charles Xavier yes. playing chess with it. So they, a bunch of stores started selling the like clear glass chessboard 
um, with like the frosted pieces and the clear pieces. That's so, cool. so I have that set somewhere too, but yeah, no chess is a, like you said, even from just the standpoint of the different types of pieces you can get and like how they're oh, carved yeah. and yeah. I remember we used to go to Ravinia with, uh, we used to go to a lot of things. Well, yeah. We'd go to Ravinia with some friends and we, I always forgot the chessboard. Oh, uh-huh. and it was like one time I'm like, that's it. And we opened up like the picnic and we pulled out all the stuff and cut up like little pieces of paper. And it's like, we made a chessboard and that was, we played with like this made chessboard and you know, um, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's cool. And like I said, I, I think of all the games out there, I really enjoy playing them, but yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever played 3d chess? You know, the one they would always do in like the old, old episodes of Star Trek. Is that the three layer? Yeah. I, I never have. I, I I've seen that one. You, it, it just looks too confusing to me. I, and I was going to say, is that a legit thing or uh, is that is. just some? No, yeah, oh, okay. it's a legit thing. You can get a, you can get a set of 3D chess and I just, I, I'm, I'm like Khan. I, I mm-hmm. struggle with three dimensional thinking. Yeah, I'm, I would be fascinated to know, like, what the rules and how it works mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'd love to say I'm kind of a purist, but I don't have enough talent to say that I'm a purist. Yeah, um, yeah I'd be intrigued. I, actually, up until you mentioned it, I thought it was just kind of like a creation they had for Star Trek. I didn't know that they had worked out rules and all that yeah, kind no, of stuff. Yeah, somebody, no, somebody, I think, came up with rules for it, and, like, you can actual get you can get actual sets of it. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. There you go. Um, all right, my favorite board game. Let's see. I I mean chess. Chess was always a big one for me, so I, I might have to go with the chess too. Um I'm I'm even a little bit more like I I do love a trivial pursuit. Yeah. Um if Bo was here, he would also retell the story of how I'm not allowed to play Star Wars trivial pursuit with anybody. Yeah. Because it did yeah, not work. I could it, see that. It did not work out well. Um you know, sometimes, as much as I like a good board game, I, I do like Scrabble. I do mm-hmm. like Scattergories. Like, Scattergories is, is probably one of my favorites. Okay. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Balderdash. I like that one. Okay. Have you played that That's one before? A fun... I have. Yeah. I have. You get, like, the dictionary definition for something, and nobody knows which one's the real one. And Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, and that one's always fun because especially we used to, as a family, we used to play it all together. Like the adults and the kids would play it together. And you knew exactly which ones belonged to the kids because they, right. all, they all started with, um, this is an African kind of tree from Africa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, all right. I'm not yeah. going to pick that one. It sounds really convincing, but for some reason I'm not going to pick that one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Kind of prop them up and. Yeah. You know, it's funny with the kids that they'll get some of these games and all that kind of stuff um, from um, birthdays or what have you, holidays. And I've gotten into some of theirs and they're, you know, the kids are big into the fantasy and the dragons and the whole thing. And they'll, they'll have some of these games that are like, they're fun they're fun games I, and they're almost like I've never played like uh, magic, the gathering with cards. I've never played that. I, I don't know if it's similar, but it's like they're card games where it's kind of a combination of like rummy where you'd have to get sets of three or, yeah. you know, all one suit or everything like that. Yeah. 
but then there's a component where you got to then roll the dice based on those cards and you try and take down these different uh, other cards and they're fun to play. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we've just found some that have been invented recently. There's a Harry Potter dueling club. that's really cool. And, and it's funny because the way the game is set up, you could play it three or four times in a row and you could have a completely different game each time. Yeah. Just because there are so many, without going in depth, so many cards that could come into play. Like you don't always work your way through the stack, you know? So it's, there's a lot of fun new games coming out there. Um, and uh, yeah, chess is my, my number one, but yeah, there's been yeah. a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number two. Um, we're actually going to play 20 questions. Okay. So you go ahead and start. We're going to play 20 questions. Yeah. We're going to play 20. They play 20 questions in the movie. So we're going to play it right now. So you go ahead. Okay. If you could buy a car right now, which one would it no, be? No, 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 no. I, I, I know what I've, you know, you got to say like, is it an animal, mineral? Oh, vegetable? that. I, yeah, yeah. I'm like totally like messing up the game. No, no, no. That's fine. All right. I see. Okay. All right. So you got to, because you got to figure out what I'm thinking of. I got to figure out what you're thinking of. Yeah. Okay. I totally blanked on that whole thing. That's all right. You know, I'm trying to think back. I'm. So the typical. I, I must the typical have missed first, 16 Right. But when yeah. did they play this? When they're falling down the hole. That's right. Okay, yeah. so here's a funny thing about that scene. I think I missed that because I was oh. laughing so hard at the scene. I got to be oh. honest, John. I mean, this is like when you said 20 questions, I'm like, oh, okay. They played 20 questions. Okay. And then I'm just like. It's like after, yeah. they, stop, after they stop screaming, they're like, you want to play 20 questions? Okay. Because they don't know how much longer they're going to keep falling. That's right. And then yeah. they fall and then they want to do it again. Yeah. And then they're that. Well, first of all, I just wanted like how like I said, I laughed so hard. I totally missed. I totally blanked on that. That's outstanding. Oh man. Oh man. This is, oh, this reminds me of the time that I, we played the soundtrack to Beetlejuice yeah. in band. And I told all the kids, this is a great movie. You guys have got to see it. It's outstanding. And then that summer we watched it for the podcast. And I was like, uh, I've never seen this movie. I, how did I th- yeah. And then I went and told the kids and they're like, yeah, we went and watched it. And my, I'm just like, guys, I, I'd never seen it. Like I thought I did, but I yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for 20, like, uh, so 20 questions. So yeah. I don't like ask you like pick your favorite car. Like, no, no, no. So I have something I've thought of and you got to ask me like, is it an animal, vegetable, mineral? Okay. Oh, this is awesome. To, within 20 questions, you have to guess what I'm thinking. Okay. All I right. get it now. This is outstanding. Like this yeah. whole like last minute of podcasting yeah. oh, has yeah. been award is, worthy. The struggle is real. This struggle <laughs> is real. Okay. And this is that conversational thing you were telling your friend about. This is the conversational thing. Okay. Is this, is this a person? No. Is it a place? No. Is this a thing? Yes. All right. Yeah, okay. Is it living? No. Is it of earth? Yes. Can it be found on our continent? Yes. Now, if I guess early, is this like clue? Will I lose? 
No, no, no. You can guess any time okay. within the 20 questions. Okay. That's within. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Is it edible? No. Is it made of rock? No. Is it a, no, because I already asked this living. Can you touch it? Yes. Can you see it? Yes. Does it come from your body? No. Okay, I'm kind of breathing a sigh of relief with that one. Is it something man-made? Yes. I got to tell you right now, everybody's on the edge of their seat. This is, this is, I'm really. Whether they're jogging or mowing their lawn or driving in their car right now, they're on the edge of their seat. You're on question. You're on question 13, so. 13. Oh, my God. Like, this is intense. I don't know if I've ever played this game to its conclusion. Oh, okay. All right. This is happening right now. It is. is. This is, this is in real time. This is happening. Uh, Okay. This is the 30 something movie podcast. All right, now I got all excited. I forgot. I should have been writing these answers down. That's all right. Um, are you allowed to answer the questions again, or is that like that's skating the rules? I, if you I ask should same, remember. If you ask the same question again, I'll tell you you've already asked that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. If I, if I remember. Um, is it? Is it? Audiovisual media. No. Is it edible? I think you already asked me that. Okay. Yes, you did. You asked me that. Okay, shoot. I say I got to write these down. I don't know if I've ever played this game. Okay. This is outstanding. I'm running out of steam here. Okay, is it... After this, this we're playing Truth or Dare and Spin the Bottle. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, Which is exciting when there's two of us. Right. Um, Uh, okay. All right. Got to, got to up the, up the intensity. We're losing the, we're losing the energy. Okay. Um, question 14, go question 14. Can you ride on it? Yes. And it's yes or no question. Does it have more than two wheels? Yes. Is it gas powered? Yes. Is it a car? No. Is it a lawnmower? No. You got two questions left. Two questions left. Airplane? No. Okay. It might be too on the nose. Is it a phone booth? No. Oh, okay. Right. That was 20 questions. Do you, I that was 20 you, I questions. I'll give you one more guess. Okay, it has more than two mil intent. Uh, is it a motorcycle? No. Okay. I'm going to tell you, you would have gotten this right away if you remembered the scene where they were falling down the hole. Okay, yeah, I'm, I was laughing too much during that scene. Oh no, what was it? Because there's like, so here's here's the line. Dead uh, Bill says, "Hey, you want to play twenty questions?" Ted's like, "Okay, I got one." Bill's like, "All right, are you a mineral?" Yeah. Are you a tank? 
whoa, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got to go back and watch that. Like, here's the funny part. Like, I watched that scene two or three times, but I was laughing so much I missed the whole scene. Yeah. That is outstanding. So oh, it was a tank. Boy. Like, you got very close, but. Yeah, I, I and I could have, and I could have given some stuff away. And when you said, "Is it edible?" I would have been like, "Well, I mean, not by by kaiju, yes, but by humans, yeah, but, no." But I don't want to. I don't want to play on easy mode. I know. You know, I, know. I like. I want to play on regular or hard mode. You got to, you know, beast, so. beast mode all the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, question number three: If you were going to play a song to bring peace to the galaxy, what song would you choose? I mean. God gave rock and roll to you is is the obvious clear choice, but we need to talk about that because, like, mm, yeah, that tune was perfect for that, perfect. And I I, I want to say that I I think the first movie seemed to have more. Do I say more tunes in its soundtrack? I know this one had a soundtrack, right? Yeah, that like, was like I rock think based. Was, I think there was some Megadeth. There was uh, yeah, maybe a couple of Kiss songs. In, in the first one? No, in this one. In this one, yeah. yeah. I, this song really stood out to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they kicked into this, I'm like, this... Such a good song. It it's so good. Like I don't even want to mention like another rock tune because I think that one takes the cake. Yeah. So I mean, if I was going like in the vein of the movie, like rock and roll, like my favorite band, Motley Crue's "Home Sweet Home." Yeah. Um. But again, like this, that one was that one was so solid. Yeah. Um, I'd have to go outside like the rock and roll vein and say Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. It's all in that piece of music. I mean, it's like so good. Yeah. Um, on on so many levels. So I th- I think I'd have to uh, I think I'd have to stick with that. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. What about you? What's going to bring peace to the world? I you know, <clears throat> I was kind of going the route of like uh, you know John Lennon's Imagine. Okay. That's always a good one. Uh, my my wife is a uh, is a big fan of. Um, Cat Stevens' Peace Train. Mm-hmm. That one that one gets paid, especially when the kids would be acting up. We'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. let's just all calm down and get aboard the Peace Train here. Mm-hmm. Everybody just settle down. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could think of a few different, you know, we've been talking about some just for the last, I don't know, the last several weeks or so, some of the just instrumental music from like, I don't know, something about the the – almost spiritual sounding part of the T2 theme or, 
you know, yeah. some of the other stuff we've talked, like some of the different James Horner themes or, you know, stuff like it's very like calming and soothing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I, I might go the route of, uh, that's kind of like an on the nose. If, if I said John Lennon's imagine, that's kind of an on the nose answer. Yeah. But if that's but, go with your gut, man, yeah. that's, that's the cool stuff I like about music. Right. You know, like, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, okay, we pick favorites in our desert Island playlist, you know, yeah. if, if you're stuck on a desert Island and only have one playlist, right. I know that doesn't make sense unless we're talking about albums, but no right. one knows what albums are anymore. So, I mean, that's the thing is like, you get done with a song. What do you get to do? Well, you get to play another song, you know? So, I mean, and then you find out that the album covers lied to you, the album, our albums, <laughs> our album covers lied to us. <laughs> Outstanding line. <laughs> Oh man, I'm still laughing. I missed that whole falling scene because I was laughing so hard. I only got back to the I'm just oh man, I miss I'm gonna have to go back and watch that tonight. I missed that whole scene. Here, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up for you here. This seesaw that's an ad. That's not uh uh come on. I'm not we're, we're not giving free advertising to this thing. That's on my computer right now. Uh-huh. Okay, I think here we go. That's so. That he gets it right. Are you a mineral? Yeah. Are you a tank? Whoa, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) I think that's it for three questions. I think that's it. What a funny, amazing movie. Technically, we had almost 23 questions. So, yeah. We kind of overdid it on this one. But uh, we just wanted to make sure that we gave everybody a most non uh a most non heinous podcast i almost yeah, added man. i almost added two nons to my heinous but that wouldn't be right right that would right. just like one you got to have the odd number heinouses yes yes the i'm odd, sorry they the non, me yeah the odd non heinous i don't know what that is i i've gotten lost in my own brain trying to figure out the non heinouses and the non non heinouses and the yeah. right anyway when will then be now is is the best question. Soon. Oh. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. We got anything else we want to talk about with uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? See it. It's great. It's Bill and Ted. Yeah. Support the franchise. I got to see the third one. You got to see the third it's one, good. yeah. Yeah. As soon as you get your PlayStation 5, I'll loan you the Blu-ray. 
Yeah, you will. And yeah, I will. And yeah, we all will. Yeah. All right. Well, in the meantime, uh, we got some, we got some fun stuff coming up here in the meantime. Um, if you want to check out more about our show, you can head over to three zero podcast.com. We are also at 30 podcast on Twitter, a lot of the other different places. Don't forget to check out our sponsor and the rest of the shows in the scene stealers podcast network by heading over to scene stealers global.com. Um, and like I said, we got some good, good stuff coming up here really soon over the next few weeks or so. Um, our Patreon episode this month is Stripes from 1981. We had a fun time talking about that one. So um, if you are a Patreon subscriber over there uh, at any level, you get access to those bonus episodes that we put out once a month. And um, I'm going to try to get this one out this month. Uh, we're going to have a special Patreon episode, the Razzies of 1991. I'm still working through watching the uh, the Razzie movies. Um I'm, I'm currently about 20 minutes into Return to the Blue Lagoon. I kind of got stuck 20 minutes into Return to the Blue Lagoon. Okay. I'm going to force myself to go back to it. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I have watched through several of the Razzie movies. So we'll, we'll we will record that one at some point. Yes. And are, are you watching those two? Are you going to be on there with me? I'm, I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try. It's, it's, you know, give me a date and then I, then I. You don't have to do it on air, but I mean, you know, give me a, when you think, um, we want to fire that up and I will try to force my way through those movies. I, I would say, let's try to do it sometime in the next like couple weeks. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's try to do it before the end of, uh, before the end of August. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. We'll, Fair we'll enough. Do that. We'll do that. Um, all right. So in the rest of August, we've also got, uh, so next week will be Star Trek six, the undiscovered country. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome movie. And then after that, we'll be Suburban Commando. We'll finish off our month of August. Um, have not seen that one in a very, very long time, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, September, our Patreon episode for that one will be My Dinner with Andre from 1981. Then we've got Jungle Fever, White Fang, Dead Again, Frankie and Johnny, and Beauty and the Beast. And then in October, our Patreon episode is Evil Dead from 1981. And then we've got Silence of the Lambs, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, Sleeping with the Enemy, and The People Under the Stairs. So that's all the good stuff we got coming up over the next two and a half months. Yes. So as always, thank you, Pat. It's always a good time here with you. Thank you, John. This was fun, and what a great movie. I should have introduced us as John W. Reed Esquire and Pat Patrick Canigallo. That's right, man. And together we are the 30-something movie podcast. We're a 30-something movie podcast. Or Wild Stallions, either one. I wish we'd be Wild Stallions. Right. I think it was funny they had everybody on the band. Yeah. You know, the robot uses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, everybody. As Bill and Ted always say, be excellent to each other. <laughs> Go watch some good movies. <laughs>